0: Welcome to Postwatch Blues, brought to you by broadly pacificcom I am your host, Bonan Shamsi. In this first episode, we'll be discussing Tonking Express by Wong Kar Wai.
1: When I was 我們之間的距離只有0.01公分
0: Watching Wong Kar Wai's 1994 classic Chungking Express can be a rather jarring experience for first-time viewers. Being one of his most celebrated films, many of those first-time watchers will often flock to Chungking Express to be their first Wong Kar Wai film. The people I've spoken to, and myself included, have been left in wonderment instead of comprehension after watching Chungking Express for the first time. Indeed, it is one of those films that grows on you after several watches and one that unravels itself further throughout multiple viewings. The almost haphazard and impromptu feelings that Chungking Express evoke exist not only in its narrative, they are the byproduct of real-life circumstances behind the film. In a 1995 interview with Michael Simon, Wong Kar Wai explained that they had a two-month delay while shooting Ashes of Time. As they were waiting for new audio equipment to arrive, Wong Kar Wai decided to make Chungking Express by following his instincts. With production deadlines, stress, uncertainty and isolation, Chunking Express is as much Wong Wai's mechanism to escape as there is a story about heartbreak. In some ways, making films can almost be as painful as falling out of love. Both have deadlines and empty promises.
1: the same way, there must be a change somehow, there are bad times and good times too, so have a little faith in what you do.
0: On a technical level, the instinctual filmmaking of the film brought some rather fascinating visuals. Most of Chungking Express was shot with a handheld camera, creating a heightened sense of realism that almost juxtaposed the stylistic flourishes interspersed throughout the film. One of those aforementioned flourishes include, in two instances in the film, the characters stay almost perfectly still while bursts of Hong Kong pedestrians soundlessly pass by them in a time lapse. Both of these instances involve COP 663, played by Tony Leung. In a sense, this is something that is only possible with the visual storytelling that cinema brings, as it displays a character's individual isolation in the face of a crowd without any dialogue or conventional narrative tools. Within the context of the film's hurried production, Wong Kar Wai used the most efficient method to convey information about the characters, something that is present in all of his works. Another technique that leveraged the handheld camera is the iconic step-printing technique that kinetically pans the camera to follow the character using a lower frame rate, creating blurred backgrounds yet a relatively close depth of field of the character, further isolating them in a sea of faceless humans. French critic Jean-Marc Lalanne noted how graphic expressivity takes precedent over narrative structure in Wong Kar Wai films. He mentioned how in cutting and recomposing through editing each movement of the actors and mise-en-scene such as the case with step-printing, Wong Kar-Wai achieves a ballet mechanic in human choreography where each gesture and movement becomes abstract and loses its functionality in favor of purely musical value. I myself tend to relate this to the mundane and mind-numbing nature of daily life and chores. With each passing day that one spends doing the same things over and over and over again, days, weeks, months, and eventually years start to blend into one within the limited space that the human memory contains. Individual gestures start to become meaningless in the grander scheme of life. Wong Karwai encapsulates these feelings poetically in his films. <laughs>
2: 走了啦,
1: 走了,
0: 走了。
1: What a difference a day made 24 little hours
0: What the sun and the flowers Junking Express also distinctly follows two seemingly separate narratives with two sets of characters almost two films in one yet like yin yang they ideally should be placed within the same space and not be separated for the symmetry and parallels between them create the perfect balance in which the film was trying to achieve this is what professor david boardwell had to say about the narrative symmetry of chunking express
2: wong previews the repetitions of the second part by inserting one shot of each of the second parts three main characters into the film's first part. We haven't met these people yet, and they're not interacting with Officer 223 or The Blonde, but they are caught in characteristic actions that will pay off in the second story. Chunking Express is one of the most motif-heavy films I know. Virtually every scene is a tangle of repeated elements connecting it to other scenes. It's this rich clustering of motifs that helps the two parts blend into one strong film. One cluster involves time. The first story isn't just deadline-driven. Its central character is obsessed with time. Officer 223 has set the clock ticking for his relationship to May, and he measures it by cans of pineapple with an expiration date of his birthday, May 1st. As if by chance, the blonde's deadline for the drug mule's mission is also given by the same expiration date coded on a can of sardines.
0: Chance meetings and invisible connections between seeming strangers are familiar motifs in most Wong Kar Wai films, especially the spiritual sequel to Chongqing Express 1995's Fallen Angels. In an interview with Han Ong for Ba magazine, Wong Kar Wai stated that in Chinese, there is a term that is difficult to translate to English that basically means chances. In the interview, Wong Kar-wai talked about how he could be somewhere else, anywhere else, instead of sitting there with the interviewer at that moment, and that all his films are about chances. Fallen Angels in particular expands on this nature of chances and time that Chunking Express introduced, how each encounter with strangers are as much as about being at the right place at the right time as much as it is a temporary pit stop in one's life. Most relationships are temporary, and with the work metaphysics of time that Wong Kar Wai films have, they seem almost accelerated. Some moments are more important than others, and you feel as if time stops. But most of the moments you spend with other people are fuzzy memories stitched together clumsily.
2: In fact, I don't know what my style is, because I change from time to time. When I was making uh, King Express and Foreign Angels, they said, well, this guy making film very fast. Uh, when I was making Days uh, of Being wild, people said, well, he makes slow films. I think uh, I would consider myself uh, influenced by the East traditions, more than the West. Maybe my films uh, looks uh, uh, more westernized than other Chinese cinemas, uh, uh, Chinese filmmakers. But I think uh, in the heart it is quite uh, uh, Eastern thinking. I'm very aware of time because it's gone and it won't come back. Uh, that is very Eastern.
0: There was Wong Kar Wai in an interview with BBC. He also articulated in an interview with the Filmmakers Magazine that, to him, Chungking Express is like the night and day of Hong Kong. Instead of being about the characters, the film is more like his love letter to the country. Being conscious of time, in this sense, as many have pointed out, may have something to do with the 1997 Hong Kong handover to mainland China and the prevailing social anxiety it caused. That is true, but in the sense that, at the time, Wonka kar felt that people were feeling the need to speed up what they were doing and somehow they would stop whatever they were doing by 97. That they weren't looking ahead. People often have tunnel visions when presented with arbitrary deadlines or expectations of something that would somehow occur in the future. Cop 223, played by Takeshi Kaneshiro, was waiting for his birthday on May 1st. And COP663, starring Tony Leung, was, was waiting for his flight attendant girlfriend to come back home. He also later waited on Fei Wong's character after she stood him up. They became creatures of habit, in the sense that their expectations for something beyond their narrow sense of goal kept them in the same loop of routines.
1: Don't <laughs>
0: 前一陣子見你還好地地 there is a compulsion, almost an addiction, to never break the loop. It's better to live in a constant state of loneliness than a sudden painful jolt of suffering. But in Chungking Express, that jolt that came in the form of heartbreaks for the two male characters are the catalyst for change. This is something that one of Chungking Express cinematographers, Christopher Doyle, would be familiar with during the making of the film. the best films
1: I've made were when I fell out of love. Mm. I'm serious. And I think they're both informed by a different kind of loss. And I think that loneliness is one of the most beautiful experiences in life. Um, People who read are people who are used to being alone. It's really important to have that, um, it's happened to. I was a traveller for a long time. It's really, really useful when you lose your passport and your credit card. No, it really, it really reminds you what it's all about. No, I think it's it it is that the the, the journey through life is in you know in our in some of our cases it's in it's 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 the the land, what do you call those the the road marks are are actually the films. So I was a different person then. I couldn't go back to Chongqing. I couldn't. I couldn't. Many people have asked me. So you know, why don't you make a remake? And they asked Wong also, why don't you do a remake of or or, or, or update. an update or something? I said, you kidding? That was how we were then. What's, why why would you go back? You know. You know. I remember virginity, but I don't want to go back there. <laughs> <laughs> are
0: you kidding? <laughs> And Wong Kar-wai is the same. In an interview after the release of the film, he mentioned how he stopped being nostalgic since Chungking Express. He said how Ashes of Time and his first two films were a stage, and how Chungking Express was also a new stage at the time. In retrospect, this statement seems rather premature considering he made In the Mood for Love six years later, a rather nostalgic picture of Hong Kong in the 60s. Although, putting it that way, it is indeed true that those stages in your life, much like past time periods that you look fondly or disgustingly back on, are things that you can't go back to, whether you want to or not. For all the complexities and intricacies that human lives are supposed to have, we are simple creatures whose experiences and memories can be wholly summarized into 3-minute songs, much like the songs Wong Kar-wai chose for the film. An entire relationship can be simplified into a song, much like Dino Washington's What a Difference a Day Makes. I think that's why we crave cinema and resonate with films that portray things as authentically, but not necessarily as realistically as possible. We seek to have our experiences, or those of others we find interesting, translated cinematically. In the same post-release interview that I mentioned before, Wong Kar Wai also stated that he disagreed with people labeling his films as art films because he thinks that there are no such thing as art films. There has only been the art of cinema and that if one could find one's position, that's already good enough. I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for both listening to this episode and deciding to support this podcast. Broadly Specific is my passion project and I've always wanted to go beyond just writing articles as much as I enjoyed making them. This podcast represents a huge step forward for Broadly Specific and it won't be the end. If you want to get in touch with us, you can go to our website broadly-specific.com our Instagram at broadly underscore specific our twitter at broadlyfilms. films you can also find us on discord with the invite link on our website if you happen to want to find me instead you can follow me on instagram at bondan shamsu this is bondan shamsu signing off see you at the next episode